Folks, I'm, gonna, I'm just going to lay this out simply for you. The petitions were a disaster. It's, it's, it's that in a nutshell, Ronnie. They were a disaster. And there are no shenanigans going on with, uh, with the Fargo Public Schools. And uh, Ms. Gap, who's the Fargo Public Schools business manager, people are questioning why, why was she in charge? Because that's what state law says. They, that's who's in charge of it. Why weren't the petitioners allowed in there? Because state law says you're not allowed in there, just like the school board members being recalled. They're not allowed in there. Okay, so there's no shenanigans there. Well, there was, uh, I heard rumor that they were going to go to the Attorney General. Dustin Garlow, North Dakota Watchdog Network, watchingnd.com. This guy knows it. He, he, he knows this stuff like the back of his hand. They can't go to the Attorney General. Attorney General cannot be involved in this, correct, Dustin? Not on behalf of the circulators, uh, the school board and school district can ask the attorney general for legal advice. Uh, He can choose to or not to give it. But uh, I want to just update. uh, I don't know if you've uh, told folks about the background on this, but uh, I've spent the last hour with one of the organizers on Zoom. Uh, going through some screenshots of things and looking at what the uh, school district, uh, their numbers as far as what they invalidated. Yeah. And uh, I'm not saying that anything inappropriate happened, but there might be an oversampling of bad ballots extrapolated onto every or uh, of every packet. Uh, uh, They may have oversampled the bad packets and extrapolated that number onto all the packets to get a higher error rate than actually is there. Okay. Uh, I am in the process of writing up a, a open records request to find out what the school district's process on sampling was, whether they went through each packet individually and line by line looked at things, or whether they took a, you know, a handful of them and said, okay, 30% of these are bad, so we're going to assume 30% of all of them are bad. Okay, now I'll tell you, uh, I was told uh, from somebody uh, that has knowledge that they went through each and every one of these. They didn't, they, okay. they, they went through everyone. Now, um, I, again, people people are just questioning, wait a minute, what's going on? And, and I want, so, that, so people understand that there is a process if you're going to do petitions in the state of North Dakota, and this has to be done to AT, because if it's not, this is what happens. And the smallest, yep. simplest little thing can toss out hundreds of names immediately. And, yes, I'm just getting confirmation again. They did go line by line on every single – and I know um, I was told that this process – cost about $30,000 to the taxpayers just to go through the all the time spent uh, on this. And did we just, are you still there, Dustin? We just, I'll try to get him back. Yeah, we just lost him. Tell Dustin, take us off speakerphone. We just lost him. Call him, call him right back. So there were four candidates uh, that were up, the, that they were hoping to do a reelection. I was Seth Holden, Tracy Newman, uh, Dr. Tracy Newman. Uh, Nikki Gullickson and uh, Jim Johnson, and again the question: well, How could that many? 
how could that many ballots be, or how could that many names be tossed out? How can that happen? Well, it can happen with just simple little mistakes. It can happen that easy. Uh, so let's kind of go through this uh, bit by bit here. And again, this might get tedious for some listeners, but look, I want people to understand what happened here. And again, um, I still uh, believe in what the recall people were going for. I, I, I was, I was with them. And if anything, this is this is opened up and got parents more involved in what's happening in their schools, and that's a good thing. So mm-hmm. when you look at this, Dustin, let's start. Um, let's just go. So you had uh, Mr. Gullickson. Um, there were um, they there were four hundred for four thousand four hundred fifty seven signatures. Um, Thirteen hundred seventy six of those signatures gathered were tossed out. Then you have Mr. Holden. Uh, Seth Holden, 4,451 signatures, 1,455 of those were tossed out. You have Mr. Jim Johnson, 4,514 signatures, 1,635 of those were tossed out. And then Dr. Tracy Newman, 4,472 signatures, 1,562 of those were tossed out. And they were tossed out for multiple reasons. I'm just going to grab one here, and I know you've been looking at this. Uh, so the big question that people had was, well, how could 900 just, this is just Jim Johnson's, 900 were tossed out because of circulator errors. Examples include circulator fails to fill in complete residential address or not within district. Now, correct me if I'm wrong, and I know I'm not wrong on this because I, I went through some of these last night. You had one person that had, let's say, 180, I think the number was right around 180 signatures on one of their petitions. That person, then they, you turn that in, you have to fill out your information, and it has to be complete. And in this case, the person did not put the zip code down for their address. So that nullifies all signatures that are on that petition, correct? That is the, the claim, and that, that is one of the big things that, that is here. I I am I, I have to wonder if all signatures in all packets of all petitions in, in history have been rejected for that purpose. I've been told they have. I, from somebody, again, in the know that knows this stuff, I'm told, yes, it, it, they they will toss them. So if, if if I'm Jay Thomas and I go and I'm collecting signatures, okay, now I got to turn these in. I've got to fill out on there, okay, Jay Thomas, 301 8th Street South Fargo, North Dakota, 58103. That has mm-hmm. to be on there. If I even forget to put, let's say I fill it out, Jay Thomas, uh, 301 8th Street South Fargo 58103. It gets tossed because I did not put ND on there. That's how particular they are on these petitions, and that's the law. And I know that that happened on multiple. There, there, I can tell you that that in the past, there's been a lot of selective enforcement on that sort of thing. Well, I, from per, from personal experience, I know there has. Been. If there has been, then then that's wrong because if that's the law, that's the law. And there shouldn't be. It sh- the, the, that should be followed. 
to a T. That's the that's the way the 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 mm-hmm. statue's written up. So just something that simple, Dustin, can get these tossed out. Yeah, yeah, it, it, and that that appears to be what what has happened. And and uh, you know, I I am looking. I'm going to be requesting, and I'm I'm not assuming that there's going to be anything nefarious. I'm not making any ac- accusations, but I think that in in their best interest, uh, from the school district's level, it would be in their best interest to literally disclose every little thing, communications, whatever advice they got from their attorney, whatever advice they got from the Secretary of State's office, the Attorney General's office, everything. Put it all out there so that we don't have to fight and claw to get it. No, and uh, I'm, oh, oh, hold, hold on a second. So now I'm being, uh, Ronnie just sent me a message. Uh, uh, and it was my bad. I, I misspoke. That thirty thousand that would have been for the election if it would have happened. That that's that, that and that was my bad on that. Um, so I apologize for that. Now, the other issue that comes up is that there were uh, signatures. I should say signatures. Uh, yeah, signatures. They were. Invalid because signees were from West Fargo, Horse, Harwood, Bismarck, or, or the Moorhead District. Now, I was told uh, that, no, we went through and we crossed those out of there. We made sure that those, that the people that signed this thing were eligible to vote uh, in, the, in, in you know, when it comes to voting for Fargo schools. And the person I talked to was adamant about this. And I believe, I believe the person. I, I do. I believe. Mm-hmm. But... I'm wondering, Dustin, and maybe you can you can elaborate on this more. We have, of course, here you have NDSU. There are a yep. lot of students, and from what I understand, some of these petitions were at like the Joan Jett concert and other places where you would have, you know, students. In the state of North Dakota, you only have to be a resident here for 30 days, and then you are eligible to vote. So if mm-hmm. you have college students that live here, but they use the address on their ID, which there's a good chance it could be from outside of Fargo, which many of the students are, but they've been here long enough, that could be a toss out to it. That could come off as, well, wait a minute, um, Dustin mm-hmm. Garlow, he signed this thing, but his address is in, you know, Minneapolis, Minnesota. But Dustin has been here for 30 days, lives here as a student. I think that's where that's coming from. It very well could be. And and I have not seen enough of the packets I've asked for from, from, the, uh, from the organizers. And I'm going to ask for the copies that were submitted from the school district as well, mm-hmm. and and I'd like to look and see how many of them were campus addresses and that sort of thing. Historically, the way that that issue has been uh, addressed is that the students are given the benefit of the doubt that if they say they live here, they live here. Okay. The the historically there's there's never been any sort of verification of that, other than what the at the state level, the Secretary of State. We'll send out postcards to people who signed to, to verify that they signed, and mm-hmm. they expect a certain number of them to come back from people who forget forgot they signed or yeah. don't think that they did. I mean, every petition is going to have errors. If a, if a if a petition was perfectly clean and error free, that would be a red flag in and of itself. So there there's a certain amount of errors that you expect 
from a genuinely valid petition. Yep. You're going to uh, have that, yeah. Yeah, and, and so I'm not – I don't know. That's why I, I want to find out the, the nuts and bolts of how they – how the school district went about verifying these things, how deep they went into the verification process. Um, did they do NCOA search uh, with, with mailing addresses? Did they use some other mechanism? Uh, who gave them advice? What was the advice, advice that they were told? Did they, did they follow all that in their, in their process? Um, that sort of thing. That's what I'm going to be looking for. And, and you know, hopefully this, the, the folks at the school district are open to disclosing this. Ideally, they would, they would just say, here's everything. Here's, you know, reporters, anybody who wants to know what we did, here's everything that we had to do with this, all the communications between our people and their people and whoever else, um, and so that this doesn't have to become a long drug-out process because there's no reason that it should be uh, difficult to figure out what went wrong and on whose side did it go wrong. Yeah, the best thing is to be completely transparent on this. Let me take a quick break here. We'll come back uh, more with uh, Dustin Garlic, North Dakota Watchdog Network, watchnd.com. We're just going through and cleaning this up because there's so much misinformation out there. And again, my bad, that 30000 I, I, a co- There was a cost, of course, to the taxpayers to, to do this, but it would have been thirty thousand. It would have cost thirty thousand to do the uh, to do the uh, the election, election, the recall election. Yeah. But there, there, I, I know there were a lot of hours put in uh, to go through all this stuff, and, and it ended up costing the taxpayers for for an election. It's not going to happen, but that's part of the process. But there's some other stuff I want to bring up here. Another scary part of this are the notary errors. So. More with Dustin when we come back on the Jay Thomas Show. And I'll get to your emails as well, Jay Thomas Show. Uh, 252 Dustin Garlo uh, with us. We're going through what went wrong here, uh, what could have went wrong, uh, just how dead on you got to be when it comes to doing a, a petition and getting signatures in the state of North Dakota. And, and, I, and I'm going to toss this out here too. You know, uh, I, I know I've been told that this is going to go, this is going to the state's attorney um, for review. Um, just because, from what I told, just because of so many names being tossed out and some some other issues. And I I in no way do I think that the people with uh with this recall effort did anything sh- I don't think they did anything shady either. I just think that you know they, they've never done this before and there were a lot of errors made, but I don't I don't think because well, they were probably just writing that no, they weren't just sitting there writing people's names down. It was just there were a lot of things uh Overlooked, and again, it can be as simple as somebody forgetting, you know, one of the circulators forgetting to put a complete address on there, and it could be just you simply didn't put ND on there, you didn't put a zip code on there. That's going to toss them out. Dustin, what I see on these that's brought up, and all you know, and Dustin, everything you were saying about you know being transparent and getting that information out, um, the uh, Fargo Public Schools they're required by law to provide all that information. That they have to by yep. law. So, yep. um, and uh, 
this notary errors, this, so notary errors, examples include notary forgets to stamp the document. How do you forget to stamp a document, Ronnie, if you're a notary? Well, I was going to say, what's the point of notarizing? A yeah. That's what you went there for. Um, notary does not complete the entire notary venue. Uh, notary forgets to sign the document. Notary writes in their wrong expiration date. Well, and Dustin, I, I would, so there are some that are taking this, uh, I would assume they're on the other side, that are taking this a uh, 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 little further and now making accusations that laws were broken. What, do you, what would you say to, in your initial view of, of what's happened here? For a law to be broken, they have to show intent. Yes, and, and the things that you've listed, it's not intent. To me, sound like those are omissions. Yeah. And and notaries ha- have to buy what is literally called errors and omission insurance. It's part of their their professional liability insurance that they have to buy and hold in order to be a notary by state law. Uh, the, the interesting thing you when you talk about the zip code on these these approved petition packets, the circulator, it does not say that it needs the circulator's zip code. It says residential address. It does not even ask for the notary's zip code. So it's like, why is the why is the circulator hold to, held to a higher standard than the notary? Like, to me, that's weird. I don't, I, I See, haven't noticed that before, but it's unusual. And for me, when, uh, I, when I hear, any time, when it says, okay, we need your address. Well, part of your address is your zip code. At least if you're mailing, I mean, that for me is just, I've never, you know, anything I've ever filled out in my life that asks for my address, my zip code is always included on it. Always. Even I've filled job applicant, whatever it is, bank, bank paper, whatever. The zip sure, code's part sure. of it. So, um, that, I mean, that, that, I don't know that it would fly, uh, but, like, if it was me making the argument, I would say zip codes didn't exist before 1940-something. And the my address is what the county tells me it is. Mm-hmm. And the county doesn't set my zip code. And if you send me a piece of mail from Fargo to my personal address without my zip code, it's it's going to take 10 days instead of three, but it will get to me. Well, So, I mean, th- there's there's an argument to me. I'm not saying it's a good one. I'm not saying no, it would work in court. But... but there's some stuff there. And, and the notary thing, um, you know, if the notary puts down their name, their signature, and their notary number or whatever, uh, and they don't and, – and they stamp seven out of eight packets um, correctly and the one packet they don't stamp, I would wonder if that even matters because if they signed it the same way and they are supposed to keep records in their little book – Yep. You know, anybody who's gotten anything notarized knows they keep a little register. They do. So they know who they sign for. Uh, that's what matters when it comes down to verification. Well, uh, but if you have to treat you know, these, so, if you have to treat these, though, as a legal document, that stuff all needs to be on there. It's a legal document. It does. It, it does. And, and that's where the question comes in. Uh, do and and the law has changed on on whether petitioners get a chance to fix things. It used to be that you got a few days or a few weeks to fix things. I, I forget if that law changed, but uh, 15 years ago, it was if they find things like that, you have an opportunity to fix things up 
you know, go make sure the notary does the right thing, double notarizes it or whatever needs to be done. Um, and, I mean, there, there are ways to do this. And, and the question is, my biggest thing that I'm looking for is, did they really go line by line and, and, and have a way to verify these, you know, literally checked off with red marks, which ones are bad, uh, why they're bad and all that. Again, um, again I'm being told by someone that, that is in the know, yes, they went line by okay. line. Th- then, then providing the paperwork showing that should be no problem. Yep, exactly. Uh, Mark, Jay Thomas Show. Hey, like I said yesterday, it's like, are these people going to run in June? Good question. Appreciate the phone call. Dustin, can you hang on? Yeah, sure thing. All right, hold on. All right, 293-9000, toll-free 1-888-970-9329. We'll do one more segment here with Dustin. We just want to go through all this so you people understand. Folks, understand. Again, I, there was, I, I don't in any way think there was anything fraudulent or done purposely to sway by, by the recall people, and I don't think it was done by Fargo Public Schools businessmen. I, I, I don't. I just think that there were just a lot of mistakes that were done, and you're dealing with a legal document, and you have to make sure that it is done right. Do, do I think if uh, Dustin or anybody was to go through all this stuff, are you going to find, go, wait a minute, um, hey, that name should be on it. Yeah, you're going to find that, but I don't think there's going to be enough to, to sway this thing. All right, more Dustin we come back. Jay Thomas Show. What is right? What is Still charges for a show because we looked into it. Over a hundred thousand. Oh, well over a hundred thousand dollars. And he never shows up. And <laughs> <laughs> hey, Junior. Jay Thomas show. Just come in here, have whiskey and beer, and say howdy to you all. You all know me. Thank you. When I remember that song came out, Ronnie. It was so popular, the rock stations were playing it. I believe it. Yeah, it was It was everywhere. And when the guy does perform, he does one unbelievable show. Is he notorious for not showing up oh, to his show? Oh, 100%. Really? Yeah, a lot like well, his old man. Well, he likes his whiskey, doesn't he? A lot like his old man was. Really? Yeah. Yep. Love to see him. Could you imagine him at the lights out on Thirty uh, Second? You, you wouldn't. You be couldn't. A, you couldn't. You wouldn't be able to move. Do, there you, were, do you think he could do a dome show still, Hank Junior? I do. The guy I had do. so many hits. Do a one night only. I mean, it would be that people would come from Montana to see that. I would. Uh, oh, I yeah. would pay to see Hank yeah. Williams Junior. Dusty Garlow, North Dakota Notch Dog, uh, Notch Dog, Nacho Network, <laughs> North Dakota Watch Dog <laughs> Network, uh, watching uh, watchnd.com. We're just going through this. So if the school went line by line, Dustin, and I'm being told that they did, that's all information they have to give to the the people that wanted the recall, right? Yeah. 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 I mean, yeah. It, it, this is open record. Yep. And, and hopefully they don't force anybody to go to court to subpoena them for those records. Yeah, they should. Just If you did everything right, then there should be no reason to 
to hand that stuff over. A bunch of emails, just one of them, and I want to clear this up. Jay, if, if school board recall initiative was relying on college kids, then it was doomed from the start. Well, let me explain. They weren't relying on college kids going out doing these petitions. But they they were at venues where there's going to be college kids. So so you're going to have college kids signing this thing. And I, and I really, truly believe that's where these out-of-district addresses came from is these is these college kids may have signed it and they and they put their address of their hometown because they right. don't consider the campus their home, even though the state does after 30 days. I think that's where that's coming from. Well, and I can't remember. My student ID was so long ago if it contains an address or not. But mine, mine was go home. I never went to college. <laughs> but, tell. But, but the bottom line, like you told me last night, is um, under the North Dakota Century Code, if they follow the proper uh, uh, steps and they've been in the state for 30 days, they are, to quote Jackie Gap, a qualified, meaning mm. they can sign a petition they and they can vote under North Dakota law. They can, but if they put their home, home address, address yeah. Jackie's going to look at that and go, yes. oh, wait a minute, they, they don't, she doesn't know that they're a college student or right. not. She's looking at the address going, yes. wait a minute, this person lives in St. Paul. What, what the hell they can't know? That's out of here. What are you doing? So I, th- I, I'm, I, that's just me, Dustin. I'm thinking that's where that issue's coming from. But I, again, I don't think that this group did anything shady, you know, when it comes to getting the signatures. I just think that they made they they made some some mistakes, and the mistakes uh, cost them a lot of signatures, Dustin. It, it yeah, I, I I am not at the point where I can say one way or the other what actually happened. Yeah, I can't. Uh, that's why I'm asking for documents, and I, I'm hoping that it it doesn't take a lot of effort to get those documents. Yeah, I don't th- uh, I don't think yeah, it maybe will. they. Maybe the school district can put up a public folder online and, and just let everybody have access to it. That, that would be the best. Use you know what, Dustin? That's a great idea. That would be because th- that that says to the public out there, the parents, that, that they're being transparent right. about this mm-hmm. this whole thing. Yeah, just put a document up on your on their, on their uh, website and just let the whole public... See another email, Jay. The Fargo Public Schools being in charge of reviewing the petitions is a blatant conflict of interest. And if that is how the law is written, then the law needs to be changed immediately. Have you been able to get a hold of Allie or Alexis to have them respond uh, to these allegations? I've I've, I've talked to, to 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 some folks on the recall side. I'm not going to say who I talked to, but I did. Um, spent about an hour with uh, one of them last night, just going through stuff, uh, explaining to them. Um, and, and yeah, I mean, uh, again, this is the process we have in the state. And if you feel the law is th- the way the law is written when it comes to the petition prods- process, and you feel it needs to be changed, then you need to go to your lawmakers, your representative, and tell them, hey, look, I don't like this. Or, or start your own petition to get it changed. Say, but just make, sure this, but, right. Right, yeah. just make sure you're doing it right. Just make sure you're doing it right. Um, and, and that is law, right? Right now, each individual entity runs their own. Even consider this: in, in, when I lived in Mandan years ago, I ran for school board twice, and they are a three-year system, so they have an election every year. When there's not another county election going on, the, the school manager, school district manager, actually runs that election too. Mm-hmm. Uh, the we do need to change the law so that anything that happens at the city, uh, park, or school level. Election-wise, is taken care of by the county auditor, and anything at the county level gets kicked up 
to the Secretary of State, and, just like anything at the state level gets kicked to the Secretary of State. And, and I, uh, I, that I'm, would be ideal. I, I, I'm with you. I'm learning this. You know, I learned a lot yesterday after I got off the air, a lot of phone calls, a lot of research, because I wanted to help uh, these folks out, to help them understand this is why these names got, you know, could have been kicked out or all these, these signature signatures, whatever you want to call them. But I'm with you. I didn't know. I thought that, okay, they turn in their, their their petitions, and this goes to the Secretary of State. I didn't know that it went to, you know, the business manager of the school, but that's the way it is. Now, just like if you're going to recall a commissioner in Fargo, well, the person that's going to go through all that is the city business manager. That's how it works. But, yeah, I was I was surprised by that. I thought, I thought that the, the state, or at least the county, uh, handled this. Uh, let's see. Eric's been waiting. Eric, you're up on the Jay Thomas Show. Hey, guys, how's it going today? What's up, Eric? I got a question. So when I signed this petition, mm-hmm. uh, the lines on it were, like, horizontally, not, you know, like on a regular piece of paper. They were sideways. And there was, like, seven to ten lines on each sheet of paper. And the gal that, that uh, had me do this uh, told me that you have to be very careful. You have to, It has to be legible. Mm-hmm. Uh, if there's any issues with any one signature on this document the whole document will be thrown out is there any truth to that Mm, i don't believe the whole document would be tossed out because one person screwed up that person would be scratched off the only way i can see that i believe the whole document is tossed out is if the person that is that is in charge of that petition that 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 chunk of petition if they didn't fill out all their address information and i know that that has happened because I, I went through some of them last night. The circulator. Night. Yeah. The circulator, yes. Yeah, right. Well, that, if the that, circulator that, screws up, then the whole package, then the whole package is out. out. Yes. Okay, that sheds some light on it, because if they don't know what they're doing and relaying false information like that, I can see where all this could happen. Well, uh, you know, the, the key to all this is to make sure, number one, that you are watching every single person, that's, and you have to, under the law, you're, you are supposed to, Observe, those observe every yeah. single one, and then that notary signs off, and you sign off that, yeah, you know, that's basically saying, yeah, I was there for every single signature. But again, it seems that the problem is that the uh, the circulator did not, in, 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 in cases, fill out their information completely. And I'll tell you this. I told a story yesterday, Eric and listeners. I signed or I was, I was handed a petition to sign over at uh, our last West Fargo cruise night. And that was for the um, term, was, limit. term limit thing. Yep. And I told the guy, I said, you don't have all your information here. Because are you not, Dustin, supposed to have exactly how it would be written on the ballot? And aren't you yep. supposed to have all the names of the sponsors that are part of that? Yep. She didn't have yep, that. Yep. She did not have Uh-oh. that. And I told her, I said, and I remember telling her, you probably should stop collecting signatures because right now what you're doing is wrong. You don't have all the yep. information supposed to be there. And I looked at that, and, and I also said, and you really need to pay attention. And you can tell that this gal, she, nothing against her. I, I think maybe she was helping out a friend or I don't know, but you can tell she did not really understand what this thing was. And when she was trying to explain it, she just was lost. But I told her, I said, most of these names here are no good. You can't. You couldn't read the printed name. You there, there were no signatures. There was. You have to, Eric. I'm gonna let you go because we're getting a terrible background noise, Eric. So, 
you, you really have to watch what you're doing on this. Jim, uh, you're up, Jay Thomas Show. Yeah, hey, Jay. Hey, buddy. Say, you know, what I hate here is is people say this is a victory for the Fargo School Board and for those who are supporting them. No, it wasn't. This is a defeat for democracy and all the citizens out there who didn't get a chance to vote in this recall because of a bunch of screw-ups. Mm-hmm. And for all those people who sit out there and lambast them and make fun of these people and everything else, you're about as un-American as you can get. Because you know what? You you were saying that, yeah, ha-ha, these people didn't get a chance to vote like they should have gotten to vote as citizens in a recall election, which is within our rights to do. Yeah, but you got to do these petitions right. And, we... and these are first-timers, Jay, and oh, they, they screwed up, and I understand that. Yep. But that doesn't mean any, nobody should be out there lambasting them, mocking them, and calling them their fellow citizens' names. Mm-hmm. just goes to show you that maybe these people who had this petition trying to recall, maybe they were right. Well, that's uh, that's uh, that's the country we live in now. I mean, it's you know, go for the go for the jugular, baby. That's what it's about. Jim, appreciate it. Um, another email, Jay. I trust nobody on the Fargo School Board and Fargo Schools leadership or on the vote recall counting process. The solution: North Dakotans need to wake up. North Dakota, North Dakotans need to wake up. Be vocal. Demand that their legislators vote to allow funding to follow the child, not fund the system. The current five hundred dollars state tax credit is absurd. So, I, but that's for a whole other thing. This is about how we do petitions in this state. And if you don't like the way the process is, then you got to go to your lawmakers, tell them, "Hey, look, we we demand change on on, on how this is done." And, and the problem is that whenever the lawmakers get involved in this process, it's always, always to make it more difficult, mm-hmm. more tedious, more strenuous yep. on the citizens. I have over the last eight years been fighting against legislators who put on the ballot constitutional measures that will make it more difficult. The North Dakota Chamber and their coalition right now is trying to make it more difficult to do petitions for for constitutional measures just because they think that certain people have have it too easy because they have money. Mm. You know, yes, if you're going to take on this this task, you need to know what's going on. You need to have your ducks in a row, and you need to find some people that had some involvement. Uh, Historically, the, the measures that uh, get rejected like this, it's because people did not have any expertise in the matter and did not seek out expertise. Uh, you know, it can be completely honest. You know, these things can be completely honest mistakes. Yeah. And, and I think, the, and I think and these, still, again, I want to say, I want to say again, and I think that's what this was on the recall side. I don't think that they were trying to do anything devious. I don't think they are trying to scam the system. I just think that these are folks that have never done this before, and they made mistakes, and they were big mistakes. They, they cost a lot of signatures. My question, Dustin, for anybody out there down the road that uh, ever wants to go down this road and do a petition or recall, whatever it might be, are there people out there you can search out that they can sit out and work with you to make sure that your petitions are all done properly? That I know of, including myself, uh, there are at least six people in the state that have that kind of expertise that have done it enough times and learned the hard way. We, we, everybody who has done it has learned the hard way. And these folks did. They learned a lesson. They, they, they'll know to do it right next time. They, they got schooled up, and that's, that's coming from a listener, and this listener's right. They learned a lesson, and you're right. It's the hard way. Yeah, yeah, and it, the, the system does not make it easy to change the system. And the system's always making it harder to change the system. That's how it works. Mm-hmm. And and that's why we need to protect these powers, reserve the people. We need to make sure that they're used correctly. I, 
you know, I, I just want to make it clear. I'm not taking a position on the mask issue. I'm not taking a position on the actual recall itself. Yeah. I'm, I am just trying to make sure that the process, both on the collective side and on the verification side within the government, uh, are done right. And and that is, is my role. I, personally, I don't think recall should be used for policy issues. I don't think that recalling somebody for a policy dispute is the right use of the, the, of the recall. But that is not... The, the problem, the, pro, the, the, the question here is, is did everybody on both sides do what they were supposed to do? And was the process properly followed? And was the law followed? Here's another email. That, I, I, and I've got so many emails. I'm kind of picking and choosing right now to try to keep it uh, in the realm of what we're talking about. Uh, this is a great question, and uh, and and that's why I brought you on, Dustin, because I know you're not picking any sides. You're not – this is – you just – this is about the process. Um, mm-hmm. If I do something wrong, this is an emailer. All our emails come through our Tyler's Tree Service inbox. If I do something wrong, I redo. Why don't they immediately start a petition and do it right? I don't think they can again. Is there a waiting period? They can't. They can't try to they recall could, again. But the, the, the law says that if the members that are that are being sought to recall are up for re-election in the next uh, calendar year. They are no longer subject to a recall yeah. because there's going to be an election within the year. So they could, if if the members are not up until uh, 2024, they could start tomorrow on the next one and take and, and go after those members. Absolutely. They're not disqualified from that. But any of them that are up in the June 2022 election uh, are off the table. They can't go after them. And, and I don't I, I don't know who was up. Uh, God, I'm. I'm Fargo School District's not my committee. According, I'm West Fargo. According to our news director, <laughs> all of them, they're all eligible well, not, for, not for election. All, all, all five all four, posi- all four that were up or all five positions? All five positions is our understanding. So they're, they're up in 2022? Right. So, again, if they're up in 2022, they can't do a recall on them again, correct? Correct. Okay. So, uh, it's just, now it's, here's another thing, too. And I don't know if this is true or not, but I want people to know this. And, and please correct me if I'm wrong, but I believe I'm 100% right on this when it comes to the rules. If if you, because people get concerned when they sign petitions. They'll be, I'd love to sign it, but I don't want people to know that this is how I feel. And they're going to know that because I signed a petition. If somebody ever tells you when you're signing a petition and you're concerned that, no, don't worry about it, nobody's ever going to know who signed it, that's not true. This is all public record. Like, everybody that signed these petitions for this recall, all your names are, are public knowledge. It, it's all part of the public mm-hmm. record. So it's out there, and a lot of people are going to be are asking for, for, for these petitions. So that's for any petition. If anybody ever says, no, don't worry, no, 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 nobody will know you signed it, yeah, People will know because it's public. It's 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 public domain. Yeah, and ninety percent of the time, nobody will know because there will never there won't be a controversy, and there will be no reason for anybody to seek out the the papers. But when there's a problem, when it gets rejected, and then there's a question of 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 you know a paper trail for the rejection, then it will get out, and and you know that that is how we operate as a society. You know, it, it's just like. You know, people who donate money to candidates, you know, once they go over a thir- certain threshold, it's out there. their name is public knowledge. And, and that's how it is. And, and 
if you believe something, you should be willing to put your name on it and not just hide behind a keyboard. Um, I'm being told that uh, <clears throat> all of the members that are that were being recalled are up for re-election in 2024. Not the, okay. So it's not 2022. It's 2024. Okay. So what does that the, then mean, Dustin? The, the, then that means the recall folks can get right back started this this weekend if they wanted to. Really? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. They've got to get approved for the circulation again. You know, do, do a retraining with their people, get everything in line so that they know what not to do. And and they've got a they've now got a list of everybody who signed the first time. So if they wanted to, they could go and go do, literally go to all those people's doors. They start and say, over. Hey, we're redoing it, and and it would take half as much time as it did the first time. Well, that's so, true. <laughs> that's true. Yeah, they got addresses. Another email. I'm surprised, Jay. If your child goes, yeah, the, the, let me explain that, too. Yeah. So people are going, wait a minute. My child, I, I don't live in Fargo, but my child goes to the schools or I should have a, yeah, a say or I have a say. No, you do not. You do not live in the taxing district. So you don't have a say. Your child may go there. Your child's there for, you know, open whatever. But you're not living. You're not being taxed for those schools. Well, I'm being taxed for schools. Does it matter? You're not being taxed for that school. So no, you don't. You don't get a say. You don't get right. to vote. It, it's just like farmers who own land in a district and pay taxes in a district, but if they don't live there, they don't get a say. According to the message I'm getting from Kyle Cornell, our news director, four members on the recall ballot are up in 2024. So the other yeah. five are up in June of 2022. 2022. Yeah, the four that have been that were they were recalling right. are not up again for till 2024. The yeah. other ones, yeah, they're up in 2022. Right. But those are the ones quite it's the ones that were recalling. You're saying Dustin because it's not till 2024 for the four they were going after, they could turn around next week or even tomorrow and start going after them. Uh, unless there is some provision in the law that I am forgetting that says that you only get one crack at it, I believe that is true. The only stipulation of of eligibility for recall that I can and can recall is uh, that if they are up in the next calendar year, that you cannot call a special election for them. Okay. Again, the the whole takeaway here is 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 I think is I do not think that Fargo Public Schools did anything shady on this uh, counting and uh, checking the petitions. I, I don't because it's all going to be public record. It's all public record, so it's going to be out there. Do I think if you go through and knowing Dustin, he'll go through every single signature. Um, do I think that? You can go through that and go, wait a minute, no, that shouldn't have been tossed out. Yeah, you're going to get those, but it's not going to be enough to change anything. Um, so, and I don't think that the recall people, I don't think they did anything. You know, people are, oh, remember, remember the NDSU football players sitting down writing names out of the phone? Yeah, 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 we remember that. But I, that's not what happened here. You had people that did this and never did it before, and they just didn't understand how dead on you have to be with everything because, again, you're dealing with legal documents. But you learn from it, you move on. Kids, right. this yeah. is why you take civics in high school. Now, I'm going to tell you, this, 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 <laughs> no, well, they're not going to teach Civics in high school wouldn't help yeah, you. They're, okay, they're, they're okay. Not, this okay. is a okay. higher okay. level. Okay, sorry, yeah. level sorry. parliamentary yeah, you, procedure you, you, you in college. You beat me to, the, to uh, that, Dustin. No, guys, <laughs> this is how we get ants. Uh, <laughs> and that's how a bill becomes and law. That's how yeah. a bill becomes a law. And that's how a petition gets tossed yeah, out. Yes, exactly. Okay. Uh, hey, Dustin, uh, great conversation. Like I said, I, I wanted you because I know that 
uh, this is this is the stuff that you guys do. This is right up your alley, and I know you you weren't taking sides. You're just following procedure and and and, and seeing this thing through. Uh, so I appreciate the uh, the time. And how can people follow your organization and uh, and uh, reach out to you? They can go online at uh, watchingnd.com, sign up for our newsletter, uh, and and uh, if they want to contact me, uh, they, my email is on there. They can get a hold of me if they want to send me any documents that they might have that they want me to look at or, or anything. I can't guarantee I'll get to everything or, or be able to do anything about it, but, you know, I can always look. Recall Fargo. They can go right back at this again. It'll be interesting to see if they'll do it or not. Mm-hmm. All right. Oh, and one more real question. Sorry, Ronnie, because there was a question that that I, no, you, you can put it all the way down to me. So let me ask you this. I don't know if you can answer this. I don't even know if it's a law or not. So I was told that when it came to the cost of the election, which was going to be about thirty thousand mm-hmm. dollars, that's ballpark.